or wherever you are. Never take that for granted. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Joe. Amen. Boy, we miss Sister Kathy over here. Amen. You stay straight, Brother Bernie. sure love you with all of our hearts. So good to see you. Amen. I think we had a little ice this morning and it's a sign of uh, winter is starting to set in a little bit. And uh, that always makes Sister Connie happy. Start getting a little snow and ice. Amen. That just shows you that God is a God of great contrast. I don't like noon. She loves it. Cowboys and Indians together in it. So, amen. If you'll turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 this evening. <clears throat> I found this text interesting as it's been kind of on the plate for a few weeks and what we speak tonight. And <clears throat> found it interesting that Brother Guido's son was the first time that he spoke. He spoke today this morning at their church and he had the same text that I'm getting ready to read to you. I always find little things like that real interesting and so amen, amen, amen. Joshua chapter one and verse five, part two from last night. These are some powerful words. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I'd like for you to read that last verse with me tonight. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. That's powerful. Amen. You may be seated. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is our promised land. This is our promised land. Why don't you hold your promised land up tonight? This is it. This is the greatest book. 
This is the greatest book that there is in the world. Are you with me? And you're in this book before there was ever a molecule or a star. The promises were you, were yours. Hallelujah. Turn not from the left hand or turn to the right hand. Don't be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thou goest. Brother Branham said, remember, our God is still the God of Elijah. He is still the God that the, the still the God that ever was. He is the same God. He moves in the same cycle. He does the same thing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Remember those words. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The man said, God's given every sick person in here divine healing. Every one of you. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were healed. It's yours. It's yours. But you'll have to fight for every inch of it to possess it. Everywhere the soles of your feet travel, God told Joshua, I have given you footprints means possessions. Let's move in it tonight. Let's go in. Footprints are possessions. Let's take every inch of ground that God give us. If you haven't got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Peter said the promise is unto you and your children, to them that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Footprints is possession. Let's go get it. It's ours. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. Let's possess it. The works that I do shall you do also. Let's possess it. It's God's promise. Don't look at circumstances. Don't look at how hard it is. Let's possess the land. Now what is it? It's easy to feel the power of God to see it when you believe. But then when it comes to a showdown, are you able to possess the thing that you profess that you have? That's the thing of it, brother. Let's got, we've got to get it. We've got to take it. It's ours, but you'll have to fight for every inch of it. Don't be afraid. Don't stay back. Oh, well, they say, well, we believe the days of miracles have passed. Oh, I don't know. Don't do that. That don't look like a child of Abraham. No matter how far along the promise seemed to hold out, it went 25 years. But instead of Abraham getting weaker, he got stronger. For he knowed the longer that it was, the greater miracle that it was. Now remember, if God made a promise, God made the promise and you believe it. I don't care what takes place, it's yours. How many believers do we have here tonight? Fight the devil on every ounce of ground that he stands on. Walk over and take it. 
take the sword of the Lord. Take the sword of the word. God's promises, it's true. Now let me just give you a little background here just for a moment of where I stand and I've actually, I almost feel like I got a chip on my shoulder here this evening. <clears throat> but I preached last night and I watched how God moved the service and God designed that whole inn and orchestrated all of that and we step out by faith, grab a hold of our promise of God. But you know who whispered in my ear a lot today? Sure he did. And so I told him, just wait. I told Andrew earlier today, I said, just wait. He's whispered in my ear today, so I'm gonna cut his head off. <laughs> and you know what the devil will tell you? What if it don't happen? Don't matter, God said it. You gotta remember that man's not in charge of this. God's in charge of this. And the scripture said, these sons shall follow them that believe. We are believers, not just the preacher, but we are believers. God's promises is true. I love this, and I want the devil to hear this. That's the reason I paused and said that. Nothing can stop him. They're God's promises. I got a text this afternoon before coming to church, Brother Jason Jackson. There was a man that we prayed for him in, in, in the June meeting. Brother Jason spoke about him last week. He was, uh, lives about an hour, hour and a half away, and he's a, just a local guy. And he walked into a car dealership, and, and he was trying to get a vehicle for his family. And, and he said that, you know, that he was, at the, he was dying. He had st stage four cancer, and he was dying. He, he he needed something for them for the future. And he said, I've been to all these churches and none of them believe in divine healing and laying hands on the sick. He said, come to mine. So that Saturday night he came to service. He was sitting about seven or eight rows back with his two little girls and his wife. And you could tell that they'd never been in a service like what was going on. And I prayed for people around the altar. And I just walked right over. I walked the aisle right in front of him. And I walked right over and I, I began to talk to him. And I began to ask him, are you a believer? Do you believe what the word said? Do you believe the promises of God? He said, absolutely, I believe. I said, well, let's just come out in the aisle here. I wanna have prayer for you. And I began to pray for him. And when I began to pray, the power of God fell. Then I prayed for his daughters and I prayed for his wife. I wanna report to you today that same car salesman ran into that man and he said, you'll like this, Brother Shannon. He, he, he said, how are you doing? He said, huh, that's over with. I've already went back to work for the railroad. A year ago, Brother Tim told us this in, in January or told us this in, in, at, the, at our fall meeting. There was a man, Brother Kenneth Middleton, that they diagnosed with cancer, said he was gonna die at any time and he got right down to the point of death and, he, and right before their family camp meeting last year, not this year, but last year, in October, he said he, he went in to see him and, and he said, Brother Kenneth, what do you believe? What are you wanting to do? He said, I want to get strong enough to get back into those meetings. And he said, I want to be at every one of those meetings. And on Wednesday night, 
He was sitting there in that wheelchair. He's been in a wheelchair for many years. He was sitting there in that wheelchair. I want to report to you a couple of weeks ago. He went to the doctor and they were checking his blood. And here's a man with cancer that's destroying his body. And that doctor said, I'm, I'm envious of you. I'm really jealous. He said, your blood is better than my blood. testimony because Brother Tim prayed for him on Wednesday night and Brother Brother Kenneth has had 35 heart stents 35 heart stents and the doctor has given him up and said there's just no more that they can do for him and he was prayed for on Wednesday night and I prayed as well here and I'm sure others prayed around the world prayed for him and just, and just yesterday, uh, he was working. He, go, he went right back to work, and he works in the post office, and he was sitting at his desk, and, and he had to take a nitroglycerin pill. And, and this morning, I believe it was this morning, he got up, and he was sitting on the side of the bed, and Sister Gabrielle, they're down seeing their family now, but Sister Gabrielle's mother that has went home to be with the Lord, she walked in the room as a young woman and stood there for quite a little while. Brother Tim and I were conversing just only just a little bit ago and I, and I said, I, I want you to know that's good news in a lot of directions. If God raises him up, are you with me? Oh, I feel like preaching tonight. Let me just say, when you start seeing that, that tells you where you're from. when you go it tells you that I'm going to that land if I'm seeing those in that dimension that's already got their new bodies I'm going there hallelujah if God made a promise God gave the promise and you believe it I don't care what takes place it's yours Fight the devil on every ounce of ground and stand on it. Walk over it and take it and take the sword of the word. God's promises are true. Nothing can stop them. They're God's promises. And he gives us his promises just like he did the Hebrew children. The Pentecostal church, Kadesh Barnea. He said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can we walk up there and take a hold of God's promises and say, it's the truth. I claim it. I own it. It's mine. God gave it to me. Now, I'm preaching on God's authority. But what good is it for God to give you authority if you don't use it? Let me say that again because it obviously didn't land. Maybe something's wrong with this mic. God's given you authority. He's given you supreme power. Under control of the Holy Ghost in your life. 
He's giving you his infinite word. But what good is it for him to give it to you if you don't use it? Are you with me now? I can tell you that you are the bride of Jesus Christ, but you must believe it. But you must do more than believe it. You got to act on it. Maybe the rest of you will get with me in just a little bit. You've got to not just believe it. Baptists believe. But I want to let you know the devil believes. He believes in one God and he trembles. Let me just say, there's no greater believer than when he stood there and was defeated night after night, tens of thousands of times. He believed God sent a prophet in this day because he had to fight with him. And listen, he may whisper a lot of things in your ear, but he believes who you are. Can I get it again now? he believes who you are or he would not be contesting you all the time because you are his worst nightmare glory would you just go ahead and point to the chest I am Satan's worst nightmare Now don't shiver in your boots now what he's gonna do to you tomorrow. Stand up on your ground. Don't crawl back into a cave or a turtle in a shell and shake in your boots. Don't be afraid. God's with you. Brother Bram said, what an assurance of a solid rock, the resurrection of our blessed lover, the Lord Jesus. Nothing can destroy it. It has been planted. It is the seed of God. It is the purpose of God to give us his blessed Holy Spirit. It is the purpose of God to show us signs and wonders and miracles. It's the purpose of God and nothing can destroy it. You remember when Brother Brandon was standing there, he said later, he said, we're standing over that little Finnish boy. And he said, I told them, if he's not off of the ground in five minutes, you call me a false prophet. He said the devil could have lined up every devil in hell. Now this is a statement. He said the devil could have lined up every devil in hell. And he could not have stopped that. Are you with me now? Let me just give you a matter of fact. Most of us has never fought with old Lucifer himself. We're not powerful enough to really bring out the big boy. But he'll send you some of his, his, his soldiers and they'll come to fight. But remember, if you can get this one scripture in your heart, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the whole world. and he fell across his feet. He said, that man, the demon that was in him 
was the chief of all the demons. And when he fell, the rest of them fell. Let me just say chief or general or whatever they are, greater is he that is in me. Now he don't have to fear this flesh. But the God that's on the inside of you and I is greater. This flesh may die tomorrow and rot and be put in a tomb before the week's over. That don't matter. But the seed that's on the inside of me will live eternally. Brother Bram said God's word is, is, is worth no more than his word. You've heard me quote this. And if his word is no good, he is no good. If your word is no good, if I can't put no confidence in what you say, you're no good. But you're just as good as your word. And if God is just as good as his word is. And I as a Christian believer, I believe that the Bible is inspired. And it is written by the Holy Spirit. And it is the infallible word of God. If I didn't believe that, I'd quit and go home right now. Are you with me? It is the infallible word of God. And God is under obligation to his word. And to the believer that will accept his word. And any word is a seed. If you'll accept it in your heart by faith and believe it and confess it, God will bring it to pass. What was just said, you believe the word of God and you allow it to go through your lips and confess it and believe it. F.F. Bosworth would tell the patient, said, you keep quoting this scripture until you get it. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what it will and shall be done unto you. You quote that scripture until you get it. And then take up your bed and walk. Are you with me? Now, Brother Brown said this, and let me just bring you a balance just now. Every man has an order of days. We know that because we're born of Adam's curse. But you can prematurely have death come knock to your door. But you don't have to go. Because death don't have control over you. Help me preach now. I've had death come to my door. They were going to harvest my organs. Are you with me? But you as a body of believers, talk about how powerful you are. You as a body of believers and men of God and Brother Tim came commissioned with the saint, the prayers of the saints, walked into that room. They were going to harvest my organs. Listen, we ain't playing games now. When they're talking about harvesting your organs, they're not playing games. It's over. But I happen to need the organs that I'm using tonight. And God still had a purpose for me. Are you with me now? But you prayed and believed. What about you, Brother Ron? I put all my faith up to that point, but there came a point I had no more control of it. I want to live a life of faith 
that when I am no longer in control, it's in control of me. Are you with me now? Sometimes you meet Christians, you don't know which side they're on. Because your tongue tells who's really the Lord. Listen, cancer's not greater than God. I don't care how bad it is. It's not greater than God. Heart conditions is not greater than God. Sugar diabetes is not greater than God. God is still God. So I'm going to give him the glory. Authority. I don't know about you and how you operate in your personal life or how you go about your, your study or the things that you do in your life. I trust it's every day. I trust, it's, I trust it that, that you have a conversation with God every day. But when I'm, I'm listening to the prophet when he's preaching and he comes to a prayer, I don't skip that prayer. Because Brother Random can say a whole lot in two paragraphs in prayer. Because this is God's prophet and God. And he can preach a sermon in prayer. And he kind of gives us some real nuggets here that I'd like to just share with you about prayer. And you've heard me say it before, but it's just like, it's just like the word of God. It's good. What God calls great, what man calls great, God calls foolish. What man calls foolish, God calls great. It's by the foolishness of preaching men are saved. So what we've got to do is get back into the program of God and find out after all what God wants us to do. Because it's an action thing to be a Christian. It's an action thing. This is a seven day a week thing. Whether you live in a tent or you live in a palace. Are you with me? Whether you drive a whatever, a, a, a dune buggy, or you drive a Mercedes Benz, it don't matter. Whether you have the biggest job or the lowest job, it don't matter. Prayer is the key. Prayer is your communication with God. Now remember in the dark ages the church had been so blinded. Most Catholics today don't even read their Bible because they have a priest that reads the Holy Writ for them. <laughs> so really most of them don't even know what it says. Let me, let me just tell you, spend time in your Bible so you know what God says to you. Don't just take my word for it or Brother Brown's word for it. You spend time with it. And in the dark ages, it actually come to a point to where that they felt like they couldn't pray on their own. They had to have the priest to pray. And if we're not careful, we'll be Catholics in our own way. Are you with me? If we're not careful, we'll think, well, only Brother Ron can pray or only Brother Andrew can pray. But you're a believer, you can pray. Amen. 
sure I want to pray for you, lay hands on you, anoint you with all, whatever takes place. But I want you to understand, you have authority with God. And prayer is the key. You are authorized. You are authorized to pray. And you've been given the power. And he said, that's the answer. Prayer changes things. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that was ever put in the control of human beings. There's no atomic bomb or hydrogen bomb as powerful as prayer. Do you know that one bomb can destroy 900 miles? One atom bomb can destroy 900 miles. Nashville would be about halfway in that circle. If you're planning on staying, when Russia starts dropping bombs, I don't care how pretty your house is, she's going to be kablooey. That's why the rapture is so important. Now let's just think about the power of prayer. Moses prayed. You've heard me go through this, but I want you to be able to repeat it yourself. Moses prayed. And Egypt, the greatest soldiers in the entire world became fish food. Daniel prayed. And lines laid down. And those same lines would later eat the men that put him in the prison. Elijah prayed and outrun the fastest horses in Israel. 40 miles. You're talking about an athlete. Oh, Baldy was an athlete. Hallelujah, that prophet of God felt the anointing of God and something transformed that body and he started running. I'm gonna tell you what, when you get in the spirit under the authority of God, he outrun the fastest horses. I think we get impressed too many times with athletes and they ain't got nothing but temporary power. God called this bride an invincible army. He said that she knows what he wants done with the word. The word is given. Now having the mind of God to know the objective and the motive and the purpose to put it in action. He has given you a checkbook and given you authority to sign it and send it through the bank of heaven. And the bank of heaven gives you unlimited I'm not talking about Rolls Royces and Mercedes Benz and all of those different kinds of things. I'm talking about power that's got eternal value to it. Joshua commanded the sun to stand still and God's never hearkened to the voice of a man like that ever before. But even science can go back and find where that day actually took place. 
I'll tell you why that took place. He met God himself. And he said, who's on the Lord's side? And he figured out it wasn't I'm on your side, God, but God. Come on, church. I'm on God's side. It ain't necessarily that God's on my side, but I'm on God's side. You've heard us quote this for decades. I pray it comes to you. He knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for, that she can do the greater works. She will be an invincible army. He's talking about you, Sister Katie. He's talking about you, Sister Dolores. He's talking about you as a believer. You're his hands, you're his feet, you're his eyes, you're his mouthpiece on the earth. Those that have went on before are now counting on you. From that realm, are you with me? From that realm, are you with me now? They've already ran their race and it's over and they're enjoying but now they're counting on you because without you and I, there's no body change. Are you with me? We've got to complete the work. And Brother Ram said, he's left things for us to do. What are we going to do? Overcome this Laodicean age that causes us to get lukewarm and lazy and indifferent. Don't tell me. You have to wrestle against those things. How many of you struggle to pray? How many of you struggle to pray? How many of you struggle to read your Bible? You can read all the Fox and CNN, all the news and all that, and you can read that and go all the way through it, fast reader, slow reader, whatever, and then pick up your Bible. It comes time to church. If you're not careful, every circumstance in the world will come up trying to keep you away from church. And it's a battle for you to just get into this parking lot, walk in here, But put choices out of the mind. This is first place. I'm already planning on being here next Saturday night. of humanity. I'm too weak and I'm hurting too bad and he took care of all of that for us. Whatever excuse you want to come up with to lay out of the house of God, let me preach. Brother Homer took care of that for you. And you sat and watched him. He would take those, he'd take those, those pain pills and, and he'd take them coming up the, up the back bench so he could enjoy being in church. There 
was times he probably didn't know his own name for a little bit, but he decided, I'm gonna be in church. Sister Nancy, well, he didn't wrestle with him, are you going tonight or not? He was ready before we all was ready. Come on, church. Let me just say this with authority. He will judge a lot of people. With a lot of excuses, if, if everybody that sat here that, that, that told me I'm gonna be in church one of these days, if all of them were here, we would need a cathedral. But he will judge their excuses. Accidents came, he didn't quit. He didn't quit. Falling out of tree stands two and three times, he didn't quit. Brother Thomas, I believe he killed a deer even after his leg was gone, didn't he? He's called it calling, giving a shooting demonstration. Quit was not in his vocabulary. For a real soldier of God, quit. Quit is not inside of us. Are you with me? I've had people tell me, say, Brother Ron, why don't you slow down a bit a little bit? You're getting a little older. Why don't you just slow down a little bit? I will. When I get there, there'll be plenty of time there for me to rest. As I get older, I get to be more of a delegator. Andrew, you do this. Matthew, you do this. You do this, you do this, you do this. So when it comes my turn, I can give it all the energy in the world. Sister Connie will get me in bed after a while. She'll, she'll, she'll make sure I live through the night. Andrew will put me to work tomorrow. Quit. It's not in the vocabulary. Now all I ask you is your pastor may you give it all the energies that I give it. This church ought to never cross their arms and sit there and go entertain me. Wrong church to be entertained. This is a participation church. in a war here. You gotta fight. Not fight one another, but fight the devil. He said, if Satan may pin you in a corner with cancer, God will make a way of escape. Satan may pin you under a car. God will make a way of escape. Satan may put your family away from you, but God will make a way of escape. The scripture said that our trials are more precious than gold. We, we trade, we trade uh, precious chemicals or precious metals. And you know, I've watched the stock market Every day for the last, what, 20 years. 
and watch gold go up and down and, and silver go up and platinum and palladium and those kind of things. Watch that as it inches backwards and forwards. But I've never saw trials on the board. But the scripture says that our trial is more precious than gold. Now you that are always concerned about your IRAs and your, and your retirement funds and the things that you're invested in, the trials that you're going through when you get the molly grubs and you get depressed and feel like quitting, if you could only realize when you're going through that, cast aside the depression, cast aside, thank God that he had confidence in you to send you through that. But I don't get up tomorrow morning and go, oh God, send me a trial. No. I never get up and pray for patience. If you're a Christian a little while, you never pray for patience. Because patience, to get patience, you gotta go through tribulations to get the character of patience. Come on, church. While David was waiting on Goliath, he had to have a bear and he had to have a lion. While his brothers were looking the part, acting the part, bigger than he was, greater soldiers than he was, he was at training. Because there's a lot of people that look the part and act the part that ain't. When the showdown came, they were scared and in their foxholes. Remember last night, I, I, I told you, I said, when I, when I said people that pray, that the people that pray, how many of you that have prayed and actually in a couple of days you saw that prayer come to pass? And I told you to look around to see who raised their hand. That's the person to call to pray. I don't want somebody praying for me thinking I'm dying. He was a good pastor. He was a good guy. Thank you for letting me be through. It's horrible what the devil has put him through. I want you to pray even if I'm dying. God raise him up that he can preach another sermon. and I want you to say it. Pray fearless 10 times. Not just do it. I want you to put it into action. 
Now I want to bring you back to your remembrance. How many times have you prayed and while you're praying, the devil whispers in your ear? How many times do you pray, but you speak in a fearless matter, almost reckless in your faith? Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood, walked, entered in with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. was a girl that came to the Louisiana meetings and she was actually a preacher's daughter life had disappointed her she'd fell in sin done things that was kind of very horrible felt there was no way back and Satan had put a perplexing demon on her she had tried to take her life over and over again such a kind of you know this girl and she would cut her wrist and cut her, cut her arms and she became a cutter I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not she would try to take her life and she would, she would cut herself and watch herself bleed. You know, she just didn't feel worthy of life. Let me just say, that's a devil. And if you ever get pushed into a corner where you don't feel like life is worthy, that's a devil. And you speak directly to him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and tell him to get out of the room. This girl came and she got delivered. But after she got delivered, she still had all of these scars on her. Back at the same meeting, a couple of years later, she's raising her arms and she always tried to wear long sleeves to hide that, those scars. This particular night, she raised her arms and there was those scars and she just began to worship the Lord in spite of those scars. And God came down supernaturally and healed Every one of those scars. Saying that to say this, many of us have been scarred by sin, scarred by mistakes, and scarred by failures. But if you can only understand the blood of Jesus Christ, has the power to wipe away our sins. Don't go back and do them again, but has the power to raise you back up and lift you out of the deep, miry clay. Hallelujah. He can heal scars. The scripture, Psalms 107, verse two, I won't be but just a few more minutes. The scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the 
enemy. Psalms 107 and 2, I want you to read it with me. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Satan thought he had you. Brother Denny, he thought he had you. And your mom was a believer. And she watched your condition. But she had committed you to the Lord. Hallelujah. You were a son of God all the time. But one day God rich in mercy. Hallelujah. God raised you up out of deep miry clay. Hallelujah. 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 And it is as though you never did it in the first place. John chapter 4 verse 4 ye are of God little children and have overcame them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 work out time sister crystal being confident of this very thing being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work. We'll perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 54 and verse 17. This, this is my favorite part. Here we go. Here we go. No weapon. 
I want you to say it with a smile. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. That's yours. That's yours. That's yours, Brother Thomas. That's yours right there. No weapon. No weapon. That ain't my words. That's not Isaiah's words. That's God's word. No weapon. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. July, I had three powerful companies tell us they was going to put us out of business. I quoted that scripture over and over and over again. They failed. Because if God is on my side, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. I don't care how many devils say that this church is going to fail. Look around. (laughs) The scripture said all powers in heaven and earth is given to my hand. Go and I'll go with you. Whatever you bind in earth, I'll bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Matthew 16 and 18, 19. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell. The strongest part of hell shall not prevail against it. And I give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, I'll be loosed in heaven. David one time saw the ark of the Lord coming and he danced for 17 miles. And his wife made fun of him dancing. And he said, if you thought I was vile today, wait till tomorrow. God cursed her womb. That's what God will do to those that make fun of people shouting and dancing and worshiping the Lord. He'll curse their fertility. We have a sister in our family. Her name is called Myra. And when she came across the Red Sea, and when she came across the Red Sea and she looked back and the people that beat on her and the people that mocked her and the people that had put her in slave for all those years, They were drowning. Brother Wayne Lawson said it was 600,000 women. 600,000 women. 
about a dust storm. I, that baby was, was, was everywhere. So you say, well, Brother Ron, I need some scripture for it. Okay. Psalms 149. Praise you the Lord and sing unto God the, the Lord a new song. Praise him in the sanctuary of his saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name and a dance. Let him sing praises unto him with a timbrel and a harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. when you and he will beautify the meek with salvation let the saints be joyful in glory let them sing aloud upon their beds let the high praises be to God in their mouth and a two edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them judgment written this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. You say, well, Brother Ron, I'm not binding anybody with chains, but your prayers and your actions and your words bind the devil. Psalms 150, praise you the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the ferment of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of a trumpet, praise him with a saucer and a harp, praise him with a timbrel and a dance, praise him with a string instruments and organs, praise him upon the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbals, let everything that hath breath Enter into his gate. 
meets with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. The name of the Lord is a strong power and the righteous run into and they are saved. His name is worthy to be rejoiced. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and its truth endureth to all generations. Give the Lord a great big hand this evening. Somebody told me God don't show visions anymore. I just sent them a picture of Isaac. Yeah. 
Brother Ron, God don't do those things no more. Well, let me show you the evidence. I want to show you. I ought to take a picture of this church. I want to show you an alive church. I want to show you the bride of Jesus Christ that's on fire at the end of this Laodicean age. An action church that not just believe it, but put it in action. The scripture said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. I want you to quote that with me. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. I want to tell you tomorrow morning is a real bad day for Satan. I want you to just go ahead and tell him, look out, I'm coming. Look out, I'm coming. Now, how many of you almost felt a spirit trying to come against you when you told him? Good, because now you know he knows you're on the way. with this tonight when they were beating Jesus and he was no longer able to pick up his own cross they called a man out of the crowd to pick up the cross Jesus didn't quit because he had you on his mind and he picked him up and he held him and held the cross Jesus every step toward Calvary was defeating hell. If somebody else has to pick you up, help me now. If somebody else has to pick you up and help you along the way, keep making steps.
loving, loving Him. Yes, I feel like loving, loving Him. Well, I love Him in the morning. I love Him all day long. Yes, I feel like loving, loving Him. Well, I don't know what you came to do.
for you. We're going to praise in that city. That's 1,500 miles long. We're going to praise in that city. That's 1,500 miles long. Oh, coming down out of heaven, there's a room. Don't you want to go to that city? Oh, hallelujah. When you don't even know what you like, God has already got it picked out for you. He's got walls of jasper and streets of gold. I want to go to that city. We're going to sing one more song. It's a highway to heaven. And none can walk up there but the pure in heart. Don't you love the Lord? This is what we were built to do. What Brother Ron was reading about in Psalms 149 and Psalms 150 and Psalms all the way through is what David was prophesying about of me and you. I believe that the prophets seen you and I praising God, living out, overcoming Laodicea. We're walking up a city. Hallelujah. Oh, my way gets brighter, my boat gets lighter, oh, walking up the key, highway. Oh, there's joy in knowing, oh, with him I'm going, we're walking up the key's highway. It's a highway to heaven, oh,
dismissed in the name of the Lord. Amen. It's a highway to hell.